Oh, my computer crashed. Oh no, I've got a virus. Oh, no way, no internet connection. Do you need help? Call IT Mayday. 647-977-7113. ITMayday.com. Welcome back to the Hayes FM. It's Linda Pinizzato of the Condo Expert, and we're speaking with Francine, a condo owner here in Mississauga. We talked about liens. The guideline for liens is is that if an expenditure that's been put against the unit, whether that is a special assessment, whether it's um, even something that had to be paid, maybe a unit owner damaged something in the hallway, maybe their tenant damaged something in the hallway, any fee that's being attached to a particular unit and or the maintenance fee, if you have not paid in 30 days, they have to send out a form to advise they, rec- they require recovery of that money. And I, and I totally agree with that. 60 days is the same. 90 days is the same. By the 90 day, they're moving in towards putting a lien against the property. The problem that we have is, we mentioned the address of service. Mm-hmm. The problem that we have is that we also have found, we've gotten phone calls, where people who they're friends with the board of directors... All of a sudden, that protocol doesn't work anymore. They're given carte blanche. Oh, it's okay. You know, John, not a problem. You know, do it. Give it to us when you can. And they let it go. Yes. So they don't even, you know, so a lot of times if they want to target any particular owners, they will stay status quo. If their buddies, say the people that are all friends with this smear campaign, I wouldn't be too surprised if they're way behind in what their payments are Mm -hmm. and they're not getting charged any liens against their units. Yeah, we've seen this. And, you know, that the lawyer that they brought on board, which put them there in the first place, they have these meetings just with those people that are on their team. So where does that leave everybody else? We also have a problem where people feel they have absolutely no control over what's going on. So they, they're either going to try and sell and get out or they're going to just sit back and let stuff happen. Like that's a huge problem is the apathy of people. And when they get approached by people wanting to explain what's going on, they just shut down. They shut down because they can't take it in and they cannot fathom that, that you know certain people are going to such lengths to bring about major change in the building to suit themselves. Exactly. And not to suit the other, you know, the other community. We've had people just say, you know what? I'm not on anybody's side. Well, then you have to be on your side. Well, exactly. And, that, and that's what, what condo owners need to recognize is that you're, you don't have to be on any side but your own. And that means you have to ask the hard questions. You have to ask and demand for proof from your board of directors, from the lawyer. The lawyer works for you. You shouldn't be afraid that, you know, there's this legal person sitting and their word is law because that's crap. They work for you. You can ask questions and you can demand answers. And if they try to brush you off, don't don't let them do that. No, 100%. You are in control and you have to take that control. By not doing so, you're just giving it away. You're giving away control out of a major investment that you made and out of your the enjoyment of your home. You're giving it over. You're just giving it away. But you know, th- what what you're saying is 100% correct, Francine. There's no question about that whatsoever. The problem is 
the apathy, the fear, mm-hmm. the, the chance of being ostracized within the building, oh. the chance of being targeted in the building, the fact that no matter what you say or what you do or any questions that you ask, you will not get the answers. You'll be lucky if you even get the property manager to return a phone call. The mm-hmm. property managers are not licensed. Mm-hmm. You know, as you know, I'm a realtor and yeah. we follow under the Real Estate Council of Ontario. So we have to be licensed. Our firms have to be licensed. Yes. We're mandated. We're under the Real Estate Business and Brokers Act. Can you imagine these board of directors are obtaining information on how to work here, there, this way, that way around the Condo Act? Kind of, sort of to be kind of, sort of in compliance. Yeah. And who is taking the lead by giving them the information? An unlicensed property manager from an unlicensed property management company mm-hmm. where neither of them, the, for one thing, the manager is only an employee. So if he loses the contract because he's not getting along with the board or he's not doing what the board's telling him to do, then that property management company is not going to be very happy. That's right. So he risks his job. So there you go. So, you know, how on earth would we possibly have that kind of a setup going on for how many years? Condominiums were have been around since the 1960s. Brutal. So we've got, you know, 60 some odd years here where nobody has stepped up to the plate and stopped and said, wait a minute now, we need governance, we need accountability, mm-hmm. but we need licensing. Yes. So if they figure that they could possibly lose their license and not be able to work in the industry, that might change their tune or they could be held accountable. Yes. The current property manager that we have is Slick. Oh, that's yeah. And did a, a information meeting and presented stuff on a PowerPoint presentation. Did not provide any hard copy and stood up there and maligned the former property management company and the board of directors, and f- ran off these figures without any kind of backup. And it just went over people's heads, and all they heard was that the former board did this to you, the former board did this to you, the former board did this to you. So they're not even looking at what this current board is doing. Right. No, it's a smoke you know, screen. They fired, it's a smoke screen. It is totally. It's a total smoke screen. And they, they like I, I said previously, they fired everybody, including a longtime superintendent that was responsible for keeping that building spotless. And not only just the housekeeping part of the of that, but also with, you know, being available for when, you know, contractors came or if the boiler went down, she knew what to do. Uh, you know, different, you know, different um, things that fall outside of their duties. Mm-hmm. Now, the budget that they had for how the, for the super and assistant super was like, oh, was, you know, close to... 60,000. Did the super live in the building? Yes. Oh, they live in the building. So the super lives in the building and rents a suite or is the suite part of the ownership of the corporation? She's an owner. Oh, she's an owner. Oh, she was an owner that was hired or is the suite owned by the corporation? No, the suite is owned by the, by the, the family. Oh, the suite is owned by the family. Okay. Because some buildings, some buildings, this is the way the builders have done it, Mm -hmm. where they've actually included a suite. We have a suite and it stood empty. That's owned by the corporation. Yes. And it stood empty. Yes. And why would it stay empty? Because the super didn't want to live in that suite, wanted to stay in their own suite with their family. 
Oh my goodness. <clears throat> oh geez. Now you've got a, uh, a unit in the building that's just sitting empty and uh, there's value to it. Yes. But of course, if the maintenance fees are increasing the way they are, then it could be declining values. Well, we're not going to go down that road with respect to that up the unit because there's right. more to that story. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, but I'm sure. what I'm trying to say is that they produced a new budget mm-hmm. and they produced this budget in order to increase the maintenance fees. But they, again, they're saying they have nothing. So they're, you know, they're trying to, but they were able to produce a budget. And part of the budget, they presented the budget, then they fired the super and it was budgeted her the previous budget was for $65,000 for for the super and assistant super and handyman and you know that kind of thing right okay right so the new budget is $85,000 they they brought in someone that they hired an agency and the agency put somebody in the super apartment super building and that person that's there, he's, right. he's hired by the agency. He's only getting $30,000. So where's the rest of that money going? But, but nobody's he doesn't, but, asking. And, but that person does not live on site. He does now. In, he lives in the super. He's in he a, lives in that super's unit. unit. Did you know, I'll give you some point of information, income tax, you like this, because if that unit, there's a value of a monthly amount for mm-hmm. that unit on yep. a rental base, that has to be part of his salary it as is. a calculation. It is, but okay, it's not, it, is? It, it doesn't okay. bring it up to... Well, no, but it still has to be part of the calculation. Yeah. But I mean, why on earth would they want to spend $25,000 more money when they've already determined that the building is in a financial risk? Oh, and that is why they turned around and put the special assessment on the building in the first yep. place. And I to mean, pay for lawyer fees. Well, the idea is you're supposed to bring contracts down, not increase exactly. the values of them. The people that they brought back... The former board told me that the people that they, they fired contractors, they brought back contractors that worked there before and had been taken to court by the corporation because they were fluffing up their fees. They brought these people back. Where's the sense in that? Well, it sounds like maybe uh, the board of directors want to pay off their mortgages pretty darn quick. Mm-hmm. It I really, like- it, it sounds like you need a complete audit, quite frankly. I mean, maybe an administrator of the courts needs to come in and That's do a, scary a total thing, audit on the building. Because, Having an administrator, um, scary, scary. Well, you know, we got a call yesterday, actually, from um, someone who's going through the process right now. The advantage I found in the conversation was is that the administrator is delegating committees around the building. So they delegate a financial committee and a mm-hmm. social committee and, you know, cleaning committee and, and uh, energy efficiency committee and so on. But again, you know, we're, we're talking about knowledge. It's not about the numbers, mm-hmm. you know. So if you have like 200 people in a building and you've decided to put six people on an energy committee, hopefully those people, or at least one or two or even three at tops, should have some knowledge about energy before they're going to have a committee and start making recommendations on things that they have no information about. The former board, they actually got solar panels on the roof. They had great plans for bringing down energy costs and for um, bringing the building up to um, I don't know, higher standards than, than it's ever been. And I have to tell you something, too. The way that former board was treated, oh, and and also to to say that that former board had sat through three AGMs and produced 
three sets of financial audited statements, but now this current board is saying they were all corrupt and they all have to be re, re, re-audited. I feel, you know, I feel so sorry for the people that were on the former board and they, they probably still live in the building, don't they? They do. And oh, it must be so dreadful for it them. It is. It is. You got, you like, a, like when I was telling you earlier how everybody would greet you and, mm-hmm. and be nice, now I'm telling you the scowls on people's faces and um, now that they know that I am taking the corporation to court because, you know, they're just like, whoa. And, and, you know, in communications with people, they even say, yes, a fellow homeowner, you know, is putting a, a you know, another load on, on the corporation by taking, you know, and, and causing further financial distress by this going to court. And it's like, that is so effing ridiculous. Oh, for sure. You no, know what I'm definitely. saying? And my response is, you know what? I don't care what you do. This is my investment, and I have seen my investment drop drastically in a year. And I'm stuck here because I can't sell it. You know, I'm, I'm even toying with the idea of letting it go and just getting enough to pay my mortgage off, and I'll suck everything else up that I've put into it just to get out. But, you know, the sad part is, is you as a homeowner, you as a condo owner who made the choice to step forward and you own this property, why? Would you or anybody else, for that matter, be in this predicament? There's no reason for it. You shouldn't have to be. It shouldn't be happening. It's criminal. It's downright criminal. Absolutely. And this is why we need our government to step up to the plate and do it right. I can tell you there are seniors in my building. They bought these properties years ago, right? Their whole plan was what my plan was. They've paid off their mortgages. And they're doing fine paying their, you know, with on their pensions, paying the maintenance fee. That was a whole idea, right? And now they're being, t- with these special assessments and stuff. Right. And you know what they're being told? Well, you can't afford to live here. They've been there for over 20 years. Now they're being told, well, maybe you can't afford to live here. Oh, that's awful. That's, that's a terrible that thing awful. to say. And then one of the new board actually told one of the senior ladies, because she says, I'm not paying this. I can't, I'm not paying this. You're not telling me why I have to pay this. And his response was, you don't pay it. We're selling your home out from under you. We're putting a power of sale on your unit. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, and they, they can do it. The mental, you know, the mental, the mental stress, the hardship, the, the bullying, putting seniors in that kind of even a conversation is extremely unhealthy for them. I mean, you know, nowadays we have to be grateful for seniors who are still able to be out there looking after themselves, being able to care for themselves, you know, still being on an emotional and, um, you know, viable ability to, to live a Mm -hmm. proper life and not fall into the system of our seniors house uh, like yeah. our seniors housing and and maybe retirement homes and and long-term nursing care. I mean w- we have to treat them with the greatest degree of respect and welcome the the time that they have left and and become friends and help them. Not turn around and and put them into these kind of situations. I mean, I lost my mom last month and I can tell you that the whole, you know, the whole mentality out there in the condo world when it comes to seniors in a building especially if you have directors that are in a smear campaign, is disgusting. Mm -hmm. It is absolutely horrible. You know, we should be stepping forward and helping the people. Mm -hmm. If there is a problem, maybe what we need to do is we're going in for, I'll be party to COA in the second session of the review. Maybe the Condo Act needs to have something in there specifically for seniors. Mm Mm-hmm. 
in this kind of regard. Well, they should have a voice for seniors yes. so that if something yes. like this happens, they can turn to that voice and say, I don't understand what's going on. Can can you find out and then explain it to me? Because mm-hmm. I don't understand and I don't trust this. Well, we've put, we've put forward recommendations on resolution dispute. Mm-hmm. But even resolution dispute, you still have to have a really good grasp of the English language. Mm-hmm. You still need to have to know the Condo Act. You still need to understand where your rights are. And you still need the passion, the determination, the umph, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the strength yeah. to say, hey, what you've done. I mean, what you've done, Francine, is amazing. Because what you've done is you've said, no, I'm not doing this. But, you know, in today's society, if you take 100 people, how many of a hundred people would actually say, do what you did are, are doing as opposed to the ones that would say, I can't deal with this. This is just too stressful for me. I just mm-hmm. can't deal with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, or I don't have the time. You know, that's a big one. I don't have the time. I can't get involved. You know, I, uh, this bothers me. I just can't work with it. You know, the, the, maybe they want to, their heart and soul says they want to, but they just can't. I have to say that, the thing that that drove me mm-hmm. was how these people behaved at these meetings. That is the th- it, it was so unjust and so it's bullying. It was just it was just not what I expected. Sounds like their arrogance caught you. Sounds the, the lo- the, ridiculously arrogant. The lawyer's arrogance definitely mm-hmm. got me. And, and my friend reminded me yesterday, well, you can't win a case against someone on their arrogance. And I go, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is the arrogance in turning to us and going, challenge me in court. And I thought, you're right. I'm going to challenge you in court. Oh, it, I, I, it, I, I can relate. I got the arrogance of, I've warned you twice already. <laughs> yes. I'm ready. <laughs> I know that I stand a very good chance of losing my home, my investment, and I've come to terms with, you know what, that's okay because this just isn't right. If I have to start all over again, fine, I will do so. I have done that many times in my, in my lifetime, but it's not just about me either though. There's other people in the building that are very, very affected by this. I can be in front but people have to take responsibility for themselves as well. Exactly. Well, I think that when you have maybe the other transparency part of this, what if, if you have this kind of thing that's happening within the buildings, Mm -hmm. is there a mechanism where it would be worthwhile that it would have to be put on the status certificate. Like, you know, I got a call the other day. I, I have this to is agree an interesting thing. I got a call the other day and I was fascinated by it because it turns out that in the province of Alberta, the government, okay, forces the condo board of directors have to register their names when they become board of directors for condo corporations. Okay, so now their names are on file. They're just not, you know, five board members that are on file in one particular building. They're actually, their names is on file with the government. So if that's the case, the status certificate is the open book, or it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be the open book to the building. So the open book means it's got the financials, it's got the declaration, but as you know, all the declarations across the whole city and all the different buildings is all different which is downright ridiculous because we need a unified 
declaration yes. and have some bylaws for extenuating circumstances of the building. But we need one declaration. So if we had one declaration that would satisfy all the buildings, and then we have bylaws specific to the different buildings, mm-hmm. and then we had the board of directors registered with the mm-hmm. provincial government, mm-hmm. Right. And then the status certificate not only includes the financials of the corporation, but it includes this kind of problems. Lawyers coming out, smear campaigns, AGM problems, Mm -hmm. uh, petitions of the boards, all these types of historical things happening. Okay, what will it do? It may stop the boards and people within the building from doing it because now their name is out there. I also think that there should be somewhere that people can register a complaint, you know, and say, look, this stuff's going on in my, in my condo unit. And I don't know, I don't know what to do about it. There's this guy running around handing out hate mail to everybody. Like there should be a law against that. You know, there should be a law about harassing people over and over and over to get them to, you know, be on your side. There should be a a means for people to go and go, I shouldn't have to be spending thousands of dollars to go to court That's because right. the, the truth is we will win our case, right? We will win it. I have no doubt about that. However, there's nothing stopping that same group from starting their bullshit all over again right after the court date. Well, exactly. And then not only that, they can tell their friends who all, who might live in a condo building in another building in the city. And now all of a sudden the problem is duplicated in another corporation, in another part of our city, and another major amount of grief for mm-hmm. people in those buildings. I want to draw your attention to the Condo Owners Association, www.coaontario.com. We are Condo Owners Association. Uh, you know, as myself, I started the Condo Expert, a radio show, which is actually away from COA. It's not owned by COA. It's my own personal show. But as the founder of the Condo Owners Association, it was important to be the voice for condo owners across the province to work with all levels of government and create a better governance, accountability, representation, and an advocacy group for condo owners. And what's really important is we have parts on our site now that says volunteer. You can fill out an application to become a volunteer in your city, whether it's Coa Windsor or Coa Ottawa or Coa Hamilton. And you can also, um, you know, we're not charging the $10 per year, which is what we normally charge as a registration until June, just as courtesy to condo owners out there. Mm -hmm. But what we want to do is with the support of condo owners is have a mechanism. We want people now to email their complaints to us. And we've received yours, of course, for Antitzine. That's how we all met, you know, and it was important to receive those because if we continue to get the same complaints over and over and over, it gives us the paper trail. We can go back to the ministry and say, okay, these are problems. Here's proof. This is happening nonstop. Mm -hmm. You've got to address it. We can't keep building and building and building and building when the infrastructure Mm -hmm. of condominiums Governance, accountability, declarations, and operations of the condo corporation are not running smoothly and protecting condo owners. Would you not agree? I totally agree. That's it. I mean, so, you know, it's uh, it's been absolutely fantastic speaking to you uh, today, and certainly uh, we will be there for you as you move forward with uh, this traumatic experience. You know, it, it's sad because really we endorse condominiums. Mm-hmm. 
Condominiums are supposed to be a fantastic investment for people. It's supposed to be a means to get into, have ownership, bring down your mortgages, only live on maintenance fees and taxes, have a beautiful future, enjoy life without the heartaches and the distress. Absolutely. I'm sure that we'll be able to get you to that part as well. And <laughs> with your enthusiasm, Francine, I don't know. I, uh, the next time you plan on meeting Mr. Samir campaign, please call me up. I'll come and join you. Oh, that would be awesome. I'll bring my punching gloves. Okay. <laughs> right yes. between the eyes. Honestly, I'd love it. Well, I, I have to tell you that the one, the one person I am afraid of him. You are. I oh. am. Well, I am. You know what? I think that uh, there's got to be, everyone's got a trigger there for, there's got to be a way to, to reverse the fear. I'm We're going to work you, on that. I trust my so, instincts uh-huh. completely. And when I first met this man, the hair on the back of my neck stood up. Oh, wow. And I totally got a, ve- a very bad vibe off this guy. And it's just been proven. This is, I didn't even know who he was when he knocked at my door. I had no idea who he was. And I was not going to let him in my, my unit. But I took his package. Unbelievable. And the package, the contents of mm-hmm. that package, eight pages of hate. And it just, like at first, it's, it frightened me that what the hell have I gotten myself into? You know, no like kidding. what's going well, exactly. on in this building? You see eight then, pages of something that tossed to you that then way. Then I reread it and I'm like, oh my God, this is the rantings of a madman. Unbelievable. But he's highly intelligent. Well, he got, so, he got mm-hmm. enough people's ears to listen to him to move forward. And yeah. that's what it was all about. Yeah. And so somewhere along the way, I think he decided that you're not going to be on his side. So unfortunately, yes, you unfriendly. do have. Yeah, you do. You, you've put yourself in a bit of a risk level by yes, stepping forward without a question about that. But yes. at if the same time, <laughs> what else are you going to do? I, I think I could probably say the same starting co <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had a meeting last night in the city of Toronto and now the builders are talking not to do off topic, but listen to this one and I'll leave this thought with the listeners out there. The builders now have come up with the solution for housing affordability. Brace yourself. If you're going to go out and buy a one bedroom apartment or a one bedroom condo, sorry, one bedroom condo. And now for some reason you need a two bedroom condo. They've come up with the thought that they're going to have a retractable wall that's going to come between the bedroom to create two bedrooms out of the one bedroom. <laughs> so, I laugh because the rooms are so small uh, to begin they're with. They're already small. I guess now they're going to put bunk beds in there. You no, know, no but the Murphy beds. The, ones the Murphy that pull beds down. that pull down, yes. And uh, the sad part about it is, haste, watch this. Those buildings are being built with a operating budget in accordance with standard occupancy. In other words, that means there would only be a certain amount of building uh, people that should be living in the building that would be able to use the common areas, the hallways, the, mm-hmm. the wear and tear on a building that has overextended usage because more people are starting to live in there, which isn't the way that it was built. It means that the building will decline faster, Mm -hmm. the reserve funds will not be able to cover the repairs and the operating budgets as far as the hydro usages and utilities and everything else will escalate. So if you've got, if you're buying out there and you're buying units with retractable walls and all of a sudden 
You know, you thought you're going into a building with 500 people and now all of a sudden that building is 800 people. Brace yourself. Your maintenance fees are going to take a huge increase. Mm -hmm. So, but they're not looking at that because right now they just want to sell units. That's right. Right. Yeah. Sad. Well, thank you, Francine. I really appreciate you coming into the station today. It's been wonderful. Uh, Linda Pinizzato of the Hayes FM. You've been listening to the Condo Expert. We've had a wonderful time just identifying uh, serious issues that could come about if you have smear campaigns happening in your condo. So please beware and stay tuned for our next show. 